Alright. Well, that was easy enough. I think I finally got this thing figured out. Um, in case you guys are, in case anyone is just now looking at this, I, I guess this is the, well, technically it's a test run, but I might just run with it. This, in, in the event that this comes out and sounds good, uh, this will be the pilot episode of the Mind of Mike J podcast. Yep, that's what I decided to call it, and I'm gonna assume that that is a okay name for it and no one else has taken that because I googled it and nothing came up so if it's on Google it's got to be true and I'm going to assume that I'm not going to get sued for calling it that so mind of Mike J podcast pilot episode um this y'all gonna have to forgive me because I I this is literally I'm literally just testing out this equipment I just went got my microphone got all this stuff set up and I'm just go off the top. That's pretty much how I plan on doing this moving forward is just so it sounds authentic, straight off the top, off the cuff. Whatever I'm thinking right at that moment is what's going to go on the, on the mic with a bit, a little bit of editing. But other than that, what you're going to what you hear is basically my thoughts at that moment. Um, so let's just go down the list. Obviously, I started with the Tar Heels, number one, um, probably above anything else. I'm a Tar Heel fan. Um I didn't no, I did not go to University of North Carolina. I did apply early early admission actually. I had been set on applying to UNC. I became a fan. I'd been a fan of Tar Heels since sixth grade. Um it's what everybody it was everybody I knew pulled for them. I thought they had the best colors, the best uniforms. Uh so as a kid, you know, that's just what you attach yourself to. And I just kinda rolled with it from there and I mean, been a diehard fan ever since. I mean, when I first started pulling for him, I think it was right around the time Matt Doherty took over the team. And they weren't even really that good. So you can't even say I'm bandwagon because those years were, t- UNC was terrible. And so, you know, I kind of just, I kind of, I mean, I roll, I just rolled with the punches. And, you know, next thing you know, Roy Williams gets hired a few years later. And, you know, it's been, it's been an incredible journey ever since, year in and year out. Um, but, no, I did. I did try to get into UNC, and they just didn't let me in. Uh, I did apply. I applied early admission my senior year in high school. I remember telling everybody I was going to apply. I mean, I had dead set. I was going. I was going to UNC if I got in. Like if I got into UNC, I hadn't applied anywhere else. If I had gone in, I'd have gone there. Period. Like, fat. Looking back on it. That's not to take away from my experience at Western Carolina. I wouldn't trade that for anything. But just saying, if I got to UNC, if I got into UNC, I wouldn't have been at Western. I'm sorry. That's just, at the time, that's what would have happened. But, like I said, everything happens for a reason. But, you know, that's just where my head was at, at 16, 17 years old. Well, you know what was kind of messed up was, I told... One of my professors, Mr. Gale, I'll never, I'll never remember Mr. Gales. If Mr. Gales ever listens to this, which he probably won't, but Mr. Gales, you were messed up for that. You told me I wasn't going to get in. You ain't even, he wasn't, this dude wasn't even encouraging. Like, I remember telling him, yo, Mr. Gales, I'm applying to UNC. Will you write me a recommendation letter? Because you need a recommendation letter to apply to Carolina. He was like, you ain't getting in. And I was like, well, dang. Like, really? You just got no faith in me like that, huh? He was like, you ain't gonna get in. And I mean, I mean, he was right. 
So, um, you know, what, what do you want me to say? Uh, so I did not get in, ended up going to Western, but I mean, even at Western, I was, I mean, and you know, the only, I will say this, because I don't take my fandom this far. If you ever see my alma mater, Western Carolina, against UNC in anything, I'm pulling for Western. I'm a, I'm a Western Carolina Catamount first and foremost. However, in literally any other situation, it's UNC, no questions asked. Uh, and that goes for be- college basketball, that goes for football, that goes for pretty much anything. Um, so we got that covered. Um, next up would be the the real ones that I get asked about. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New York Mets. How do you become a fan, a fan of a team from Florida and another team in New York when you're from Charlotte? And good question. I'll explain both. Uh, I'll start with the Mets. Um, my mother's side of the family is all from Bronx, New York, which you would, if you know baseball, you would actually think, well, how y'all would be Yankees fans because of the Bronx Bombers. But um, in actuality, for whatever reason, my grandfather was has all was and always has been a Mets fan, and that's just where I got it from. And seeing as Charlotte didn't have a professional sports team, that's just who I became attached to. Um, you know, the around here, the Braves is really who everybody just goes for by default, um, geographically. But, you know, it's it was a family affair for me. It was a family thing for me to pull for the Mets. And yeah, so that's how it went. And again, I don't have much to really gloat about when it comes to the Mets. We are we're now we're we're better. We're much better. We were in the World Series two years ago. We could do it again. Um, that debate is for another time. But we could do it again. There's no reason to think we couldn't go back. But for those those first few years were rough. I mean, I really had nothing to cheer about. Um, you know, when I really first started pulling for them again, when I was around middle school, high school. And really, it's it's it was a double whammy because... There were really no other Mets fans around. I didn't meet any other other Mets fans until I got to college. So, I, I mean, for a while there, I I was literally the only one. So, you know, when your team's not winning and you're the only one pulling for them, that takes heart. First of all, you gotta be you gotta have heart to be a Mets fan. I mean, it ain't it ain't just somewhere where, you know, people are gonna make fun, people are gonna make fun of you for the most part around here, anyway, because it's just you, you're on your own, but, um, I, it has never, and the one thing you can say about me is my fandom for any team, my affiliation with any team has never wavered, I don't, I don't switch it up, I don't go, I'm not one of these people that's a fan of this team one year, and then the next year I'm coming out pulling for somebody else. You know, I'm I'm gonna stick with them. Whoever I pull for, that's who I'm who, that's who I'm rolling with, regardless. Um, next up would be Tampa Bay. Uh, now, this is probably the most interesting one because um, I'm not from there. I don't have family in Florida. Um, I really don't have any kind of connection in that sense, like I do with all my other teams. So this one is going to be kind of odd. Um, but let me explain. Uh, Tampa Bay was actually my 
paper football league team in sixth grade. Sixth grade, Marie G. Davis Middle School. We had a paper football league, and everybody had to pick an NFL team. We'd, we'd get together in the mornings before class. We'd play paper football at lunch between classes. Like, whenever we had a break, we'd play we played against each other in paper football and we like this thing was it was serious like it was organized and everybody had to pick in a team name and your team name had to be an NFL team and the Panthers were already taken so and for whatever reason i remember this too it was cool the cool thing to do was to not pull for charlotte teams which makes no sense but that's just, I remember it being like, that's how it was. Like, the dude that picked the Panthers, I remember, like, a lot of people were, the guy, all the other guys in our league clowned him. Like, they made fun of him. But, like, but he, but, you know, he was like, well, the Panthers are my team. I'm, I'm from Charlotte. I'm going to pull for the Panthers. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of a backwards way of thinking, but, um, but that's just what happened. So, I ended up being a, I ended up just being a Tampa Bay fan because that's the team I chose for my paper football league team. And after the, we were done, I just kind of ran with it. I was like, well, I picked them. And, you know, I'm making them sound like they're my team, so I might as well make them my team. And again, that was in sixth grade. I've been a Bucks fan for sixth grade. How old was I? 12, 13, almost 15, 16 years now. I mean, I was right. I was there for the 2002 Super Bowl, and hasn't been a whole lot to talk about since then. But uh, you know, I stick with them, and you know, just like my Mets, we're Buccaneers are on the we're we're on the up and up. So you know, maybe some better years ahead. I don't know, but um, you know, it is what it is. And then obviously. The one team I pull for that makes sense uh, is the is the Hornets. I mean, that's that's my hometown team. Been a Hornets fan for as long as I can remember. I was going to games. If you're from Charlotte, you know this. You remember Charlotte Coliseum uh, way out over there by off Tivola. Like I was a fan then. I went to games at the Coliseum, like Baron Davis, David Wesley, Jamal Mashburn. P.J. Brown, Eldon Campbell, those Hornets. I was at those games. Uh, even, even before then, when I didn't really, when I didn't really know what was going on, when we had uh, Bobby Phils, uh Who else? I wasn't quite. I wasn't there for the early '90s team, the Muggsy and Zoe and Larry Johnson. I remember those guys, but we we hadn't. I don't think we had moved to Charlotte then. The earliest games I can remember going to uh, was Glenn Rice, Bobby Phils, those guys. Um, but, but still, man, the I would say the oh, what year was it? Two thousand two, two thousand three, around there. That Hornets team that when that was probably one of my favorite, probably my the my favorite Hornets team ever. Um, they had Baron Davis. Baron Davis was a young point guard just coming up with two, three years removed from UCLA. We had David Wesley, the old school, old school scoring two guard, undersized, but guy could shoot lights out. 
We had Jamal Mashburn, Eldon Campbell at center. Jamal McGlure was our young, was a young guy coming off the bench. That team went to the East semifinals and almost beat the Milwaukee Bucks. That had Ray Allen and Sam Cassell and Glenn Robinson, and those were the days, man. I mean, those were those. That was probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite Charlotte professional team ever. Like of any any Charlotte team, any team that the Hornets have has have had come through. That was that was the best one. Um, I don't know what the Hornets are doing now sometimes, but you know you still support them. But the so now that I've kind of touched base with that, I hope that kind of clears it up a little bit as far as people wondering how I become a fan of my teams but the other what I was talking about before um and I want to kind of touch base on for a little bit now is this idea of if you're not from this like you ever heard somebody you ever ever said that you're a fan of one team like I'm a Steelers fan and the first person somebody asks you is oh are you from Pittsburgh as if to say, like, if you're not from there, you can't pull form, or somehow you're not a re- you, you're not a real fan. Like, I want to address that real quick. Like, who started that? Who was the first person to make this rule that the only teams you can pull for is the city that you're from, or I guess you live there, you live there a majority of your life, or I mean, you can really claim any city, I guess, if you live there at any point, but. Like who started that? Like is it is the reason here's here's why that's nonsense is that only gets brought up when the team that you're pulling for is any good. Like you would never hear me in 2017 tell anyone that I'm a Sixers fan and people would be like, "Oh, are you from Philly?" No one cares because they they stink. They're terrible. So if now if I were to say I'm a New England Patriots fan. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, I got to be from Boston. You know what I mean? It's a way of it's a way of knocking off people from the New England fan base so that you don't have to listen to them or they can't. You don't want to hear you don't want to hear any New England fans hear from any New England New England fans. So what you got to do is eliminate as many as you can. And one way that you feel like people feel like they can do that is knock folks off by asking them where they're from. Which, like I said, doesn't make any sense. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I just really think that's a weird, weird logic to use. I mean, whoever, I mean, me personally, whoever you pull for is who you pull for. Heck, I know people that claim to be New England fans and Cowboy fans and, um the Lakers all at the same time. And it's like, well, I mean, whatever, that's your team. That's your team. My only rule is that you stick with it. You don't switch it up. You don't, you don't change. You don't have like, I, now I will say this. I don't like two teams in the same. I don't like having seen two teams in the same league. Like you can't be a Celtics fan and a Chicago Bulls fan. That's just weird to me. Like, you get one. People that do that make... It almost sounds like you're trying to have a backup. 
like, well, if this is my team for real, but if they don't work out, then, you know, I got this other team on the back end that I can claim that I pulled for. Like, that's just weird to me that I don't, I don't get that at all. Or people in Charlotte a couple years ago when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, folks that weren't from Charlotte were pulling for other teams all year long. And then they hopped on the Panthers bandwagon at the last second. Like, you can't do that. To me, that's, that's, I was like, no, 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 no. Whoever declare your team before the season, write it down, make it public, whatever you got to do. I will say that I will say that I don't stand for, but I won't hold it against you for geographic because the team that you pull for isn't, it doesn't make sense for you geographically. Like I said, that's just dumb, but yeah, no switching teams. Come on. I also remember hearing a guy, this was pretty blasphemous too. I list, I used to listen to 610 The Fan in the morning all the time. Uh, it's a local station here in Charlotte. And there was a guy that called in talking about he was a NC State fan. This is in college basketball. He was talking about how he was an NC State fan and he hated UNC, which is... So, which is what's supposed to happen, but he pull. He also he was like, I have a soft spot for Duke, but I don't like UNC. And I was like, No, 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 sir. No, you don't get to do that. First of all, anyone that's from here knows when it comes to ACC basketball, the North Carolina teams in general do not like each other. Period. Like that's just something you don't do. UNC fans don't like State. State fans don't like UNC. State fans don't like Wake. Wake doesn't like Duke. I mean, that's just how it goes. So it was interesting for me to hear this guy say, well, you know, um, I mean, I, I like, I'm a State fan and screw Carolina, but, you know, I got I got this soft spot for Duke. No, 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 no. There, there is no soft spot for Duke, sir. You either like him or you don't. So, you, there's none of, no, none of that either. So, I, I, um, and I mean, every, I understand that's, like, not an official rule, but it's, like, an unofficial rule. Like I said, if you're from North, ask anyone from North Carolina. They'll agree with me on that, I feel like. Uh, same thing if you're from, if you're from Michigan. And I've talked to people that are, that are friends that are from up there. I've talked to friends of mine that are from that way. If you're from Michigan, you don't mess with Ohio and vice versa. If you mess with Ohio, if you're from Ohio, you don't mess with Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan, and football. That's not a game Like you, that those do not mix. So, so I feel like I'm not the only one that feels that way as it pertains to North Carolina teams. I mean, depending on where you are, that's what makes, that's what rivalries are. But it just so happens that in North Carolina, it's a, it's, it's not as competitive. It's not as venomous between a UNC and a state or a Duke and a state or a Wake Forest and a UNC. But as a general rule, there's no, there's really no liking both. You got one team when it comes to the when it comes to the ACC, you get one te- when it comes to the ACC in general, but especially the North Carolina teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference, you get one team. 
Uh, that's just how it is. So, you know, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much how I feel on that subject. Um, like I said, whoever you pull for, whoever you claim that your team is, that's fine. Just be consistent. I I cannot tell you how much I hate fair weather fans. That's probably the worst kind of fan you can be. I'll go harder on UNC fans cuz the UN and UNC fans do this a lot. UNC especially UNC basketball because I guess the expectation is so impossibly high every single year. But UNC basketball fans will not like they will they for some reason we, we what I see a lot of is guys that whenever the team is in a losing streak or something they want they immediately want Roy, Roy Williams fired or all oh, this team sucks well we're not going to the Roy can't recruit all this and that and I'm like how do y'all claim to how can y'all claim to be UNC fans you know what I'm saying and they'll claim to be their their well just because I'm a fan doesn't mean that you know, I can't criticize the team. That's not what I'm saying. But there still has to be. You don't just come out and y'all like you when you're when you're talking about people getting fired. You're talking about like co- see coaches in college. It's not like pros. When you fire a coach at the college level, that's especially at at a school like UNC. That's not just something you can just flip the switch on and expect to be successful. Coaches build programs. In college, if you change coaches nine times out of ten, it's gonna take a couple years to really integrate that new coach's system. And given how successful Roy Williams has been, I don't understand how you can sit there and say, Well, he needs to be fired just because we lost some game that you felt like we should have won. I mean, it happens, yeah, but. And I understand UNC fans aren't the only people that do this. Um, I'm sure if you look at Kentucky or some of these other schools, it's the same way. But that's just crazy to me. Like, if you're a if you're a fan, you're you're still supportive. Like that. Like I don't I don't know I I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's it's just. But it's it's like what what gets me is people that are ready to like write the whole season off. Like I said, over over like one one or two games, and then inevitably when UNC comes back at the end of the season and normally plays well because Roy has a fairly good postseason NCAA tournament record, that's a fact. It's relatively good compared to most coaches. Oh, they're they're right back in it. They're right back in it. They're right back in it. You know, they're talking the, talking the most crap. Oh yeah, UNC, we got the best team ever. Yeah. Come on. That and that's my thing. It's like being a fan, that's what I'm trying to say. Being a fan is not just about the good times. You you stick with it in the bad times as well. That's just how it should be. So don't see like I said, y'all kill me with some of that stuff. Y'all kill me with with that whole, oh man, fire Roy. He needs to go. And I mean, like I said, we're not the only fan base to do it. Being in Charlotte, I see a lot of Panthers fans do it. Y'all know. There's a lot of folks that pull for 
there's a lot of folks that I've seen that are Panthers fans, and when stuff goes wrong, they're, like, ready to commit suicide over, like, one or two games. Like, I mean, I know guys, I know people that had stopped watching the Panthers this year after, like, week 12. Like, they were just done. And they weren't even out of it. And people were like, I don't, I'm not even, I would go, I would come in, I would see them and be like, hey, man, did you see the game? Past week, they're like, nah, I'm not even watching the Panthers right now. And I'm like, yo, it's week 12. It ain't like y'all are out of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You still got a chance. That's what I'm talking about, man. Go hard all the time. Now, in your, that doesn't mean, now, if you're, yeah, if your team's not doing well and you're not able to, you know, you might not be able to boast as much, but you're still supportive. You're not calling for people's jobs. You're not saying we need to overhaul. We need to start rebuilding because you lose a couple games. That's what I'm talking about. But then again, those people are normally bandwagon anyway. The, they're, they're the ones that are normally the man. It's, it's really only the bandwagon fans that talk like that. So I guess I'm just I guess I'm just rambling about nothing, to be honest, because like I said, we, we really real real fans myself and others that think like me y'all we should know don't pay them people no mind i mean let's let's just call it what it is don't pay them damn people no mind you know you know we know who the real fans are real fans show up every game every every minute of every game we're there we're we're there to support like i said we may not be able to gloat as much as we like we we, we may we may not be able to talk crap to other people because our team ain't doing that hot, but we're supportive. We're there. We don't run and hide when our team loses. That's for damn sure. You see UNC take an L, I ain't running. You might be able to talk. You might be able to, you know, get get your jabs in while you can. I'll roll with it. I don't run from it. That's for sure. I take my L's. And that's, and that's part of being a fan. Part of being a fan is you take the L's as they come. Just like you're you're all y'all show up when the W's and you're soaking that stuff in. You gotta you gotta take the L's too. That's just part of the game. That's just part of being a that's just part of being a fan. So you know, y'all miss me with all that stuff, man. Miss me with all that. Oh no, my team's losing. I don't wanna I don't wanna go out. I don't wanna watch the game. I don't wanna wear my jersey. Then don't be a fan. Don't be go somewhere. Because that's ridiculous. And as passionate as I am for for sports in general, especially the teams that I go for, I won't stand for that crap. You're not going to pull that around me. So if you know if you if you're not with us all the time, then I just don't want you. So it is what it is. But um, I have been running my mouth for about thirty minutes now. Um, if I haven't. If any, whoever, if, if I decide to publish this and put it public and someone is still listening to me talk after this long, um, that's, I guess, a good sign because I think 30 minutes is a fair time to do a podcast. I might try to make that the target, but, um, yeah, we will, I would definitely try to get some more in-depth subjects going, um, as I kind of progress and, you know, just figure out how to make this better. So, yeah, this has been the pilot episode, Mind of Mike J Podcast, and I'm going to sign off.